And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. One final look at the waiver wire in the 2020 season on this episode of Fantasy Football in 15. and welcome into Fantasy Football in 15. It is Tuesday, December 22nd, and we have officially turned the calendar over to Week 16, Championship Week in the Fantasy Football world. I am Michael Beller, joined as always by Derek Van Riper. So, DVR, now that the book is totally closed, uh, do are you in any championships this season? I am not. I was eliminated by the undefeated Mike Randall in the flex league that I'm in. I think Mike's going to run Jeez. away with it unless he has just an epic collapse in the championship. I hope for his sake he wins the title because <laughs> he's had clearly the best team in the league all season. It's not just an undefeated season where he caught some teams on bad weeks. He's outscored everybody by a healthy margin as well. And I did not advance from my conference in the Scott Fishbowl, so I am out after week 15. But I think that's the furthest I've ever gone in the Fishbowl. This was year yeah. three that I've been a part of it. I think I had, oh, year four. I think I joined for Scott Fishbowl seven, and I had not played into the second week of the playoffs before. So I'll consider that a, a small victory. How about you? It's definitely a small victory in a league that big. You're going to need a ton of luck to do really anything, so definitely I would take that as a small victory. I am in three championships, actually, DVR, the two leagues I care most about. I am in the championships of both of those for the second year in a row. I'm in another championship, a Chicago-based media league with some of our friends in the industry. Kevin Fishbane, fellow athletic employee, uh, Andy Behrens, Pat Fitzmorris, I'm in the championship of that one. Uh, and then I'm also in the semifinals of a league that goes through Week 17. So it's been a very successful fantasy season for me over here. But in this episode of Fantasy Football in 15, we're thinking more about you and less about ourselves after we got to talk about ourselves for two minutes. <laughs> we're going to look at the waiver wire one last time. There are actually some people to go after. You don't need us to tell you about Tony Pollard. You don't need us to tell you about Le'Veon Bell. We're going to look at some of the other players who could maybe factor into the Week 16 mix. The first, Savan Ahmed, back on top of the Miami depth chart, at least for one week in Week 15, and turn that into 122 yards and a touchdown on 23 carries. Dolphins are at the Raiders in Week 16. This is a team you can run on. Derek, I think so long as Miles Gaskin doesn't make a return, Ahmed finds himself in the RB2 mix. Yeah, I think that's a fair way to look at it. And I think we also have to wonder if Miles Gaskin comes back. Is it an even split? Is it Gaskin being worked in slowly? Ahmed's been better on a per-carry basis this season than Miles Gaskin. We're talking about half the volume, so maybe there's a little bit of a, a smaller sample thing working in Ahmed's favor, but I think it's pretty interesting nonetheless, and the matchup is the key here. So even without knowing the status and availability of Miles Gaskin, Ahmed is worth picking up because if Gaskin is a smaller part of the backfield than expected or unavailable entirely, Ahmed probably cracks the top 20 among running backs given how favorable that matchup is. 
And as we've been pointing out for weeks now, once you get into the playoffs, even if you're not going to use someone, not letting your opponent use that player against you can be just as important as someone who you have in your lineup. So Savan Ahmed, definitely someone worth claiming as you are going through the waiver process today. Richard Higgins, also someone who I think falls into this group. Derek, four grabs, five targets, 76 yards in week 15. The last three games, he's had 16 catches, 239 yards, and two touchdowns. Baker Mayfield playing his best football, especially his best stretch of football of the season here. A great matchup with the Jets in Week 16. I mean, really, every box is checked for Rashard Higgins to at least be in the wide receiver three discussion. Yeah, at this point, we've got a three-game stretch from Higgins where he's to reach double-digit fantasy points in each of those contests if you have a full PPR scoring format. So there's been an opportunity for someone to emerge as the number two pass-catching option behind Jarvis Landry ever since Odell Beckham Jr.'s season ended in that game against the Bengals back in Week 7, I believe. Uh, so I think this is sort of that happening. Mayfield, we talked about him maybe six or seven weeks ago. He was not playing well for the first half no. of the season. He was going to be a potential limiting factor for the Browns in the event they made the playoffs. And I think now that he's sort of figuring it out at just the right time, the Browns look kind of dangerous in the AFC. I mean, this is a team that has a lot of talent on the offensive side, a defense that certainly isn't weak. I mean, there's there's reason to believe they could hold their own and actually get it into the AFC championship game at least. I mean, they'd be dogs against the Chiefs, of course, but I actually like this Browns team quite a bit, and Higgins is a small part of the reason why. So I'm definitely with you. I think this is a great spot against the Jets in Week 16, one where Baker can do some more damage to the air and one where Higgins should get seven or eight targets. I always fade the idea that losing a great player is going to be a benefit for a team, but it's hard not to look at the with OBJ and without OBJ splits for the Cleveland offense and for the Cleveland passing game and not see obvious improvement. That doesn't necessarily mean it's because OBJ is not in there, but it is something I think we keep in mind as we look forward to 2021 from a fantasy perspective for this Cleveland team and the AFC side of the playoffs. I know we've said it a few times on our podcasts, but Man, that is going to be fun. I mean, you're almost certainly going to have one double-digit win team left out with both Miami and Baltimore sitting at 9-5 and five, tied for that seven spot. Miami actually has it by tiebreaker going into Week 16. It is going to be a very fun side of the playoffs, uh, and whoever emerges from it probably going to be the favorite in the Super Bowl unless, you know, something crazy happens where uh, it's one of the teams way down going up against the Packers, something like that. But either way... Loving the way this Browns team is shaping up and the way Rashard Higgins looks for this matchup with the Jets in Week 16. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Stick at the wide receiver position for our next guy, Derek. Russell Gage came through with another good game in Week 15. Five grabs, got 10 targets, 68 yards, and a touchdown in the Falcons' loss to the Buccaneers. These guys just can't hold a lead over Tom Brady. Um, the uh, Julio Jones being out definitely had something to do with all that usage for Russell Gage, but that's two straight games that Julio has missed, and in those two games, Gage is giving you 10 grabs, 170 yards, and a touchdown. At the Chiefs in Week 16, you would figure there to be plenty of volume for the passing game, especially with the way this run game has fared for you know now about five, six weeks here. Uh, with or without Julio, I think Russell Gage is in the discussion, and without Julio, he might be someone who is just an easy, no doubt about it, starter. Yeah, I would say without Julio, he's a no doubt about it starter. This is a Falcons team that will be chasing that game at Arrowhead all afternoon in week 16. So I think volume will be there for the passing game. With that comes a lot of opportunities for Gage. I, Julio at this point, why even bother coming back? I yeah, mean, I it's true. I just want him to be healthy for 2021. He's a great player. He's been dinged up at various points throughout his career. But when you've got nothing to play for, which is the absolute definition of the Falcons right now, there is no reason to jeopardize Julio's long-term health by pushing him out there for a meaningless game. And it's really been interesting to see, too, when Julio's out, Kelvin Ridley can ascend to that top, top level and maybe play like a top five receiver. So I think it's going to be kind of an interesting offseason for the Falcons. They seem like a franchise that might be nearing a crossroads. Yeah, definitely. Calvin Ridley showed us those number one bona fides in Week 15 without Julio Jones. Ten catches, 163 yards, and a touchdown in that loss to the Buccaneers. And next year, it's going to be non-controversial. I think you know Calvin Ridley is going to be unanimous across the board, ranked ahead of Julio Jones, and he's deserved that. He's earned that at this stage of their respective careers with all the injuries that Julio's racked up. Julio's still great when he is out there, but the when he is out there part of that sentence is becoming more and more of a question at this stage of his career. Calvin Ridley, that does not be a question for him. So he definitely deserves to be looked at as the number one receiver in Atlanta in 2021 and going forward. We also have a running back on this team to talk about. It is Ito Smith, Derek. Uh, on Monday, Raheem Morris said that Ito Smith is now the team's lead back. 
I just don't think it matters. I mean, with the way this team has run the ball, I mean, even when Todd Gurley was at his best this season, he was at his best for in the fantasy world because he was scoring touchdowns. He wasn't ripping off 20 and 25 and 30-yard runs and racking up, you know, 100-plus-yard games from scrimmage. He was just getting in the end zone, making the most of his scoring opportunities. And that was fine, but it wasn't really an efficient run game. And Edo Smith, even at uh, with all the injuries that Todd Gurley has racked up, is still not quite the player that Gurley is. It just doesn't really feel like something that should move the needle in fantasy leagues. No, I mean, I think you worry about efficiency on the ground because of the Falcons' offensive line being an issue. We saw that with Gurley. I think we're going to see it with Smith. And with that matchup against Kansas City, you know, maybe Ido Smith catches five or six passes, but even in those circumstances, we could see some Brian Hill. So I don't think we're going to get some sort of J.D. McKissick role for Ido Smith in this offense. If the Falcons have a lot of other talented pass catchers in their offense, whereas a team like Washington, outside of Terry McLaurin, doesn't. So I'm not really interested in Ido Smith at all. I don't think he's the kind of player you'd even pick up to block your opponent in championship week from having. You want your opponent to play Edo (laughs) Smith against you if they're desperate at running back. That's exactly what I was going to say when you were done. So since you said it, we can just move right on to our last player here, Chad Hansen, a guy who we have to talk about again because he gave you another useful fantasy game. Just three targets, caught two of them, 55 yards and a touchdown in week 15 in the three games since Will Fuller has been suspended. 14 catches, 17 targets, 212 yards. The touchdown that he had in week 15, a minimum of 9.1 half PPR points in all three games. So he has had a floor that you've been able to rely on. Now, most people haven't been relying on it because those were also the first three games of the season in which Chad Hansen was active. But this is a great matchup for the Texans in Week 16 against the Bengals. I think you have to be in a pretty deep league, even though you're in your championship game, to think about Chad Hansen. But there are going to be people out there who should be thinking about Chad Hansen this week. Yeah, I mean, seven targets each for Brandon Cooks and Kiki Kuti. So I think Chad Hansen's clearly the third option in the Houston passing game right now. It could work in a really deep league. I'm almost just concerned that the Bengals can't do enough offensively to keep the Texans throwing. So it sort of has to come on a big play if Chad Hansen's going to be a viable option in Week 16 or if one of those other two receivers suffered an injury that we haven't learned about yet. And maybe in that circumstance, Chad Hansen becomes more interesting. But for now, he sort of falls more into the lottery ticket category for me as opposed to somebody that I definitely want to add if I'm looking for that third receiver or for a flex option this week. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's absolutely fair, but uh, definitely someone like a 14-team league. I mean, it could be something like that where he ends up factoring into the championship game mix and definitely expecting a big game out of Deshaun Watson. That's it. That will wrap up fantasy football in 15s. Look at the waiver wire for the 2020 season. It has been a hell of a ride and hopefully one that is ending with you in your championship game. And hopefully 2020 is something that's going to end with you getting yourself and a friend a subscription to The Athletic. Right now, we got a buy one, get one deal. Go to theathletic.com slash fantasy football pod or theathletic.com slash football in 15 to take advantage of that. For Derek Van Riper, I am Michael Beller. We will be right back here with you tomorrow. Until then, thanks for listening and have a great day.